Institutes of Ethics and the Naval Warrior. My guest is the 88th Commandant of Midshipmen at the Naval Academy. He graduated from Navy in 1992 with a Systems Engineering degree, and he holds a Master's degree from George Washington University. He served on and commanded both ballistic missile and fast-attack nuclear submarines, and was Commodore of Submarine Squadron 20. Welcome, Captain T.R. Buchanan. Oh, it's great to be with you, Mike. Uh, really a pleasure to join you on the Radio Stockdale uh, podcast. So we're going to get technical pretty fast here. We're talking about brittle fracture and how that concept relates to our human experience. Let's start out with what brittle fracture is and what it means in material science. Hey, Mike, simply, simply put, brittle fracture is the sudden crack propagation of an object, typically a metal, with little or no plastic deformation. And quite frankly, for brittle fracture to occur, three elements must exist. First, there has to be a susceptible material. And second, there's an internal, in most cases, undetected flaw that exists in that material. And third, there's a tensile stress uh, present in that material that, that allows it to fracture. And as a longstanding member of the nuclear submarine force, it is a concept that we spend considerable time studying and preventing in our naval nuclear propulsion plants. I see where you're going with this. So tell us how this relates to the human experience and more particularly a midshipman's experience right now. Well, simply in the context to the above three elements, brittle fracture can occur in life and certainly in midshipmen, staff, faculty, and quite frankly, any human, whether you're here at the Naval Academy or beyond. Uh, think this through. Humans, not unlike stainless steel, can be a susceptible material. We, all of us, have internal flaws that can be acknowledged or not acknowledged, detected or undetected, and under the most unfortunate circumstances, we can crack without any warning at all. So what are some of those pressures? I understand from a material science standpoint, but what are some of those pressures that humans experience? Well, I think simply put, many of the external pressures are present uh, here within our brigade, but there'd be peer pressures, there might be a parental pressures, uh, keeping up with friends and their activities, effectively keeping up with the Joneses, living maybe above your financial means, assuming, assuming too much debt, so that becomes a significant driver. Social media pressures, uh, the, the unspoken and the, and the actual spoken word. Uh, COVID isolation, right? We're amidst a pandemic, that's a pressure. And maybe more specific pressures applied to one's personal drive to achieve here, maybe, an order, a certain order of merit so that they may choose their optimum career field. Now, we experience those pressures. We're all human beings and therefore we're flawed. We all have our issues. What are the consequences of cracking under this pressure? So they range, the far-reaching range is separation from the Naval Academy, right? So if, if in the most severest of cases, if we allow our our moral fiber to be, to be cracked in a sense that we don't recognize what it is we're doing, you could create a condition where you have an honor violation or maybe academic failures or you fail or failed to prioritize the, the myriad activities that are required here at the Naval Academy to succeed. And then in some cases, you may fall victim to a temptation. Maybe there are the, the use of alcohol, for instance, um, and those certainly tie back into 
uh, peer pressure and uh, societal pressures to uh, to belong. So I think at the end of the day, there are a lot of things at stake, but there's a lot of help here to stay uh, outside the curve, so to speak, to prevent that cracking from occurring. Captain, when you were on the boat, what did you do about the brittle nature of the components, the machinery, the engineering plants that you were working with in the nuclear power community? Yeah. So in effect, you maintain the reactor in a way that keeps you above the brittle fracture prevention limit curve. And effectively, uh, every material has a certain, every material creates a shape of that curve. The reactor, all the components of the reactor, whether they be ledges within the material structure, uh, create a, uh, a shape of a curve that keeps you both pressure and temperature uh, far away from it. And then you operate in uh, pressure and temperature boxes to avoid falling to the left of the curve, if you will, and create a condition where a brittle fracture might actually happen. And if it does happen, then uh, the consequences can be pretty severe. So we've got to monitor our gauges, we've got to monitor our panels, and uh, in so, in so to speak, we've got to monitor our life. The thing I heard you say is that there's a shape to that curve. And as an individual, you need to know the shape of your curve because quite frankly, you're gonna break at some point and you've got to understand who you are. Exactly the case. The shape of the curve is important and where you are operating in relation to that curve and how your, how your efforts keep you in an appropriate operating window, not a specific point on the graph, but how you operate successfully within all of these pressures to avoid uh, creating the conditions where the brittle fracture can actually happen. There'll be some circumstances where you can manage that pressure. It's internal pressure that you drive yourself from, but there will be many, many circumstances when there'll be external pressures where the pressures continue to build up and you don't control those. How do you manage? How do you know how to deal with those pressures? How do you know what those pressures look like as they're building? Yeah, so I think uh, you know it because you're, you know yourself right? What makes you tick? What are your triggers? The opportunity to review uh, through uh, journaling or through a, a self-reflective attitude, you can, you can understand uh, better your human condition, which will then understand what your temptations are and uh, whether you uh, find yourself in groups or opportunities where you have uh, allies and are able to uh, exist within the organization where you where you belong and where you're inclusive right so all of those things all of those things help help reduce uh, reduce the pressure buildup if you will what's the balance here should you concentrate on being tougher stronger harder or should you focus on recognizing those warning signs, how to monitor the gauges, as you were saying earlier. So I think there's a combination of the two, right? So there is an annealing process associated with how that material, the human, is developed. So I think building toughness and resilience, stamina, grit, and discipline, build that toughness in the metal, which can, which can effectively change the shape of the curve. But I also think there is an element of uh, recognizing where uh, where you as a human can uh, contribute to your own 
uh, development in a way that how you take care of yourself on a day in and day out basis is key to, to staying away from the curve, if you will. You know, we're talking about fracture and fragility. Let me bring it to the situation that we are today in this nation and this culture and the Naval Service as we look towards fragility, especially when we consider cross-cultural competence, racial relations. Do you have something to say relative to fragility as a team? So I think uh, if you go to an old Navy adage that the strength of the chain is only uh, as good as its weakest link, that in the case of fragility within our organization, we have to, as, as individuals, strengthen those relationships and those bonds between individuals so that chain, that teamwork can actually work. And if we, if we, if we weaken one aspect of the chain through the way that we uh, interact with one another or, or uh, not create an inclusive environment, then the likelihood of that train breaking and being fragile is much, much greater. So I think, I think it's really important that we understand better the perspectives of those that don't look like us. Having the conversations about what it feels like to walk in another person's shoes in a way that is meaningful for our education process, our elements of continuous learning, our ability to continue to strive to be better human beings within our organization and be better supportive of one another and reduce to the minimum possible the impacts of racial bias or prejudice. Captain, I learned the fifth law of the Navy many, many years ago, and it's amazing how often I hear it again as we talk about accomplishing missions as part of a team. Thank you so much for joining us today. Terrific to be with you. Thanks, Mike, for having me. You've been listening to Ethics in the Naval Warrior, produced by the Boeing Leadership Innovation Lab at the Stockdale Center for Ethical Leadership. You can find more of our podcasts by visiting the Radio Stockdale page at usna.edu.